Hi friends. So tonight's episode features a girl I have been a fan of for a long time. Her name is Aaliyah and she is a photographer, a designer, an artist, and now an author. So it's really a profile episode just talking about her, her work, her new book. And I know you guys are going to just love, love her as much as I do. Her energy is just so great, and it, you can feel it through the podcast. So I'm really excited for you guys to listen uh, and to meet Aaliyah. So I hope that you guys enjoy. So I have Aaliyah today, and you are a photographer. You've designed wedding dresses, which were beautiful. Thank um, you. <laughs> you're an artist, and now you're an author. Um, and we met on Instagram. I don't even remember how I came across your profile, but I'm so glad you're in Kansas City, City, right? Yes. Yeah. Did you go to um, what is it, KC Blogger Conference or uh, Meet uh, Go Blog Social? I didn't. I'm a, technically in Excelsior Springs, but I've been around Kansas City my whole life. Like yeah. I live in Kansas City and now. We're in Excelsior Springs, but yeah. So. Cool. Um, yeah, I've just really enjoyed following you on Instagram. I think you are very authentic, which Thank can you. be hard to find on Instagram. Yeah. Um, and just very real and very vulnerable. And I really uh, was drawn to that, I think. Thank you. So, yeah. So I think your page is very inspirational. Um, so where is somewhere that you draw inspiration from or who inspires you? Wow, that's a that's a good question. I think for myself, I mean, when you talk about Instagram, finding it hard to find vulnerability and authenticity mm-hmm. there. Um, when I first started, maybe not when I first started on Instagram, but probably like as a photographer, um, it was way back when, which is like ten years ago. <laughs> and, um, media changes so fast. Um, I don't know. I think I was looking towards, at least in photography, it was looking towards the big names that are out now, um, mm-hmm. or like Jose Villa, Elizabeth Messina or whatever. Um, and they were all wonderful and beautiful artists and everybody was kind of shifting towards that style and moving into that, uh, direction. And I found myself in a place where I just really wanted to emulate someone you know I wasn't quite sure of myself and my style and what it is that I wanted to do so um, I was just looking to others to do that but I found after like a couple of years of continuing to emulate other people's stuff that I felt lost that if I you know just not just only on an artistic level but also on a a internal level like I didn't really feel like I knew who I was and what my voice and what was what are the things that I liked versus the things that um, were just able to get me published. And so, um, I don't know, I kind of had just like a, a little bit of a rude awakening in that moment. And was like, I don't know, fuck this. And so like, I just, I ended up stripping myself of, of a lot of the, and the people that inspired me, but stopped looking to them to create who I was. And that was an interesting year for sure, because I felt like I was a little bit all over the place and I was still just trying to find what it is that I liked. And, um, artistically I tend to, to draw towards things that look more raw and things that are more emotional. And, um, you know, like as far as photos go, things that look like you took a snapshot of someone's actual life rather than something that was posed or, or, you know, pretty or something like that, you know? Yeah. 
that's kind of, I started looking at artists like Rodney Smith and Peter Lindbergh and um, some of the, the other editorial style photographers that shot fashion, but they didn't feel like, here, look, here's my shoe. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it was, it seemed more subtle and it seemed more about the person, um, which really like deepened my love for classic portraiture. Um where it was about the person, you know, where it was a story about the person. So that's something that I really started to draw inspiration from in that realm. But also, like, my family's full of artists. Like, my sisters and my mom are painters, and um, my dad calls himself an artist, so we'll go with that. Uh, <laughs> um, so there's just, like, a lot of, I don't know, in our family, there's just always kind of been that creative, yeah. you know, bone. And my parents are really great because they never ever said that I couldn't do anything. They weren't always like, Oh, you know, like they, they weren't very negative at all. Um, mm -hmm. when it came to, to talents and things, they were always like, you can do this and you can do that. So it made it really easy for me to just go for whatever I thought felt like me. Yeah. I love that so much. I know you've talked about that before on Instagram about your family. Um, so what, and you just wrote a book, so that's, yeah. Uh, Super exciting. You're just doing, I love that you're taking charge of whatever you want to do and just making it happen. So what was that like for you? Writing the book? Yeah. So, um, so here's the deal. I, um, I moved to New York with yeah. my now ex-husband. Um, it was kind of a last stitch effort to save the marriage and see what we could do. And, um, it, it almost instantly fell apart. Um, which was kind of the a good thing for both of us. Like we were both like a lot more happy afterwards. Um, so once that kind of all went down, I had never dated before. And growing up in Kansas City is like so different than New York. So I was like, all right, here we go. Let's give this the old college try. And I had a girlfriend of mine tell me that when she first started dating, um, <laughs> to, to write down everybody that you go out with because dating in New York is so fast. And I was like, okay, I'm going to champion that idea and, and see where we go. So, um, I made an Excel, Excel spreadsheet <laughs> oh and I kept the pictures of every screenshot of everybody that I met up with, have their names, had their, what, how the date went. And then what I learned from them, because I thought this is going to be such an interesting experience kind of trying yeah. to go this. So once I got to about 20, uh, I was like, oh, you know, this really isn't fun anymore. <laughs> um, I started to shift into like, I think I'm going to write a book about this because, you know, having, having never dated before and then to go into the apps into a world after being married and being right. with someone for eight years, um, I thought, wow, like this is going to be such a culture shock for me. Mm -hmm. And maybe if I journal myself through it, I can learn a lot more about what's, what was in the process or whatever. So yeah. I got into, uh, um, I got into a place where I wasn't looking at how deeply I needed to heal still. Mm -hmm. And I was like distracting myself with like going out there and trying to date and still looking for love at the same time, but still just trying to fill a void. And so, um, I went out there like gangbusters and I was like, okay. And in that mindset, I thought like, okay, I'd had all these weird dates already. I thought I can write a book about this kind of like a tender terrors kind of thing. Like I thought I was going to, you know, I was always kind of the entertainment within my friend group. Whoa, what kind of crazy story do you have now? And it, it almost became a little bit of my identity. And so 
you know, uh, I spent a lot of time, like, like a job, getting out there and dating because uh, I thought, well, I'll write a book about this experience. And the book that I thought I was going to write was more about dating culture and about, um, you know, the way it suck. <laughs> um, not that men suck, but there was just like this, there was a lot. I was picking the wrong people because I hadn't healed myself yet. And yeah. so I didn't recognize my worth. So I was going out with people who were treating me a certain way and attracting in that same vibration that I was putting out. And yeah. I'm a universalist. I'm very much into energies and frequencies and vibration and things like that. Um, so it was, it was, it was a bit traumatic in a way of going through that and having to continually pick myself back up off the ground after each interaction, each rejection, um, you know, like you sleep with someone and then they never call you back and you know, whatever. And so it was just like, this is really hard. Like yeah. it's really, really difficult that if you don't really know yourself, if you don't really know what you're looking for, um, that the wolves will just tear you apart. And especially here, like, mm -hmm. um, the way that people are in New York for work seeps into their personal life. And so it can, it can get really savage. And so I got to a point where I was like, I just want to date like a guy and, you know, like be able to walk away from people and treat people this way, you know, without any consequences, not to say yeah. oh, I'll do that, but, um, right. it felt, I was, I was angry and I wanted someone to pay for all of the, <laughs> you know, disregarding that I was getting. Yeah. Um, so at the end of it, maybe about a year after a year, um, probably about eight months, I had gone out with 87 people and yeah. <laughs> so that's usually the response that I get, um, <laughs> which is more than most people date in their whole life. Right. Yeah. And so, um, I was kind of like deducting some, some reasoning around app dating and reasoning around myself. Like I had, you know, seeped into a depression of like, yeah. okay, well, if I went out with this many people, nobody wants me, there must be something wrong with me. And, um, I, I just fell into that as a reality and thought, you know, like, I'm not worth anything. I'm nobody. Like I, I pushed all of my energy out towards work, which was a good and bad thing. Um, and I was able to do things really great with my photography and stuff, but I had lost myself for a while. Um, and I wasn't able to, to get back to myself. So, uh, somewhere along those lines, it took maybe three or four months where I was like, I just need to be by myself. I didn't go out with friends. I didn't do anything. Um, I, which was part of the depression, but part of me learning to heal myself, I was like, I need to learn how to be alone. Yeah. I need to learn what this feels like because aloneness and loneliness are two separate things. Yeah. And you can be in a big group of people and still feel incredibly lonely because loneliness is actually, you know, unworthiness. It's, I'm not enoughness. It's this person is better than me or compared to me, or they make more money than me or whatever the thing is that you're comparing, but it makes you feel like you are the only one. And I think social media has a big, you know, part in that you look at other people's lives yeah. and you look at things that are like, wow, they're doing this and this and this. I wish I could do that. And I can't do that. And that attributes to loneliness. Um, so I didn't want to contribute to the problem when it came to Instagram I was like I just I want people to be able to relate and feel like they understand me from a level that the things that I'm saying and the things that I'm doing resonates with them and so they don't feel alone and that's where I feel like my style started to change when it came to photography but when it came to my book um I didn't actually start writing the book I had the idea for the book uh Valentine's Day 2017 and I didn't want to write it because I was like, I don't want to be single. 
So, <laughs> um, and so I just thought like, there's a, sorry, 2018, not 2017. Um, I just thought there was a, a, a need for me to get to the bottom of why is it that I didn't want to be single? What was it so difficult about being single? Well, one, I grew up in Kansas City where, you know, everybody kind of gets married, 22, 24. Yeah. Um, and then feeling like I was the divorced person now and the stigma that came with that and feeling like, okay, well, what do I, what books do I need to read to learn how to like being single? Because I had gone out and done the opposite where mm -hmm. I had, dated, 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 and there's plenty of books and YouTube videos and blogs about how to get them to like you or how to get them to text back or whatever bullshit. And I was like, I don't see any material about how, how to like being single. Like what are the troubles of dating, but also like the things that happen with inside of yourself when you're looking for a partner. And it's not, it's not like liking being single so you can be single forever, but in that season of where you're at, right now how do you actually learn how to be content how do you have a space where you can be instead of trying this is just a waiting room before a man comes in and, and takes that spot like where do I learn how to love who I am right now mm -hmm. um, so I ended up writing the book that I needed to read and it was a four-month process and it was it's interesting because I feel like I channeled a big part of that book. Like it just came from the universe. <laughs> it kind of came down inside <laughs> me um, because I was, as I was writing it, there would be chapters that I was writing that I would just, you know, cry at the truth that was coming in about what I needed to learn and what I needed to do, what I was telling other people to do, but something that, that really resonated that I needed to do for myself. Mm -hmm. And so that's um, the book actually originally was titled mind over men and because I like the mind over matter thing, I thought that was cute, but it sounded a little bit negative. And it came full circle when I was talking to one of my really, really great friends, Stevie, who was actually my very first Tinder date. Um, so it's kind of hilarious because now that that's come full circle and he came up with the name. He's like, I, I like the name me, myself and why? Because I like Beyonce. <laughs> Something like that. And I was like, actually, that's brilliant. it's, you know, because the book yeah. was more about learning how to become whole than it was about men in the first place. I love it. I love it. I'm so excited to read it. Thank you. Um, I think I think that's something I could have used before I got married. Um, yeah. <laughs> I was single most of my life. I grew up in church every week. And so, you know, everyone gets married when they're like 20. Yeah. <laughs> um, and we didn't get married until I was 27. Um, and so I went through a time of living with roommates. And then I lived alone before we got married and I think that was really the time where it was like, you're, I mean, you're living alone with yourself. That's when you realize kind of where you're at and stuff. Yeah. Um, but I definitely think, like you said, there's not a big market for being okay in your aloneness with yourself and yeah. being okay just having yourself. So yeah. I think that's something that a lot of people need to learn, like not even need to, like want to. Yeah. Or want to hear other people's experience in that. Yeah. Oh, so I think it's very cool. The whole book. I hope it's great. And I did want to mention you share a lot of gems on Instagram, but one you share, I think it was recently, about your tattoo that is gorgeous, by the way. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> you talked about how it has the hidden words in it, the I am. Mm -hmm. Something like, to remind you that everything after that is something 
good and something positive. And I just loved it so much. I was like, of course. You know, sometimes things are right in front of you and then it takes someone, yeah. <laughs> someone else yeah. saying it. So you know. the artist, uh, Jessie Hopeless, she's absolutely fantastic out of Kansas City. She designed it. But what I told her was, is I really like sacred geometry and I wanted this like warrior looking woman and um, something that like really identified with what I wanted to be at the time. I was in a, in a bad space. Um, me and my ex were in a, a bad part in our marriage where um, we just weren't seeing eye to eye on things and I just felt lost, you know? And I was like, I just want this like badass woman, you know, tattoo thing or whatever. And inside the design, like you said, it says I am, but um, I had read and I had been just really kind of on this very spiritual journey about um, the vibration of words, the things that we say to ourselves and how important it is and how the the speak that we do, like you're, you know, when you look in the mirror and you say really bad things about yourself, your cells listen to that, you know, your atoms respond to that and you are creating a reality for yourself. So if you're looking in the mirror and saying, oh my God, I'm so fat, like your body is listening to that and, yeah. and creating a reality around that, whether that be through your eyes or in the physiological makeup of what happens in your cells. So I thought, okay, well, I want everything that comes after I am to be something positive and I want to be able to start fostering um, a better environment for myself and, and what I'm, what I'm telling myself so I could create a different reality. And it took some time, like it's, it doesn't shift overnight, but, um, I started to become more aware around how important words are and how important the things that we say about ourselves are. And, it, you know, like a lot of, I just think culturally, a lot of women, um, we, we are kind of positioned to, you know, Oh, I'm sorry. You know, you know, like we put ourselves yeah position where we're the kind of the ones at fault or to blame about a lot of things. And so, um, it comes out of a, first of all, cultural, but like, it comes out of us trying to be nice sometimes. And so I was like, no more of that. Like no more of trying to be nice at, at the cost of myself. You know, yeah. when someone gives you a compliment and you're like, Oh no, it's nothing. Or, you know, Oh no, no, no. Oh, I just, you know, I just woke up. Like I didn't do anything with my hair or, you know, Oh, I really like your outfit. Oh, it's old. You know, we always try to downplay ourselves. Right. And I'm like, fuck that. No more of that. Like someone's like, Hey, you look amazing. Thank you. I know it. Right. Like not because you're being cocky or gross. It's just like right. owning the compliment because I learned something very important that we can only receive as much love as we give ourselves. And so when someone says, you know, if, if, for instance, if you have a lot of self hate inside of yourself and someone says, Oh my God, I love you. You can only receive as much love as you love for yourself because you would always question what, Oh, well, they don't know about this part of me or they don't do that. You know, like some, Oh, you're super, super pretty. If you thought you were pretty, you'd say, thank you. If you thought you weren't, you'd be like, Oh, but no, I don't know. You know, like kind of explain that away. So I started using that as a practice and saying, okay, like, I need to learn that self-love in the I am kind of thing. Like I am a, a talented artist. I am a good writer. I am a good speaker. I am a good friend. I am a good family member, whatever that thing is. So that way when those people came to me and gave me that love, I could actually receive it. Yes. I love it so much. You need to just be traveling speaking. <laughs> like <laughs> getting, <is> goal. <laughs> getting all of your like knowledge out into the world. I think so many <laughs> women of all ages need to just hear stuff like that so that's why I like live for your uh when you do the IGTVs I get so excited because I'm like <laughs> it's something so real like it's gonna be something so good you know like, like my last one where I ball my head off <laughs> no, but it's so like authentic and I, I think that you know I do 
well, I was doing blogging and I kind of don't do as much because I'd just rather do the podcast. Like I'd rather have the conversation with people yeah. and have that like connection. Um, but it's so easy in that realm of things to get so like caught up and there's so much that I just don't care about <laughs> in it, you know, like I just think there's so much more important things than like a sale that's happening or a new dress that you can buy somewhere. Yeah. And so I kind of would just kind of blog about whatever I wanted, but I think the podcast kind of connects better with people because they can just like hear the passion in whatever you're talking about. Yeah. So it probably likely resonates better with you. Yeah, definitely. I don't know if you do the Enneagram, but I'm, oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm four. And so I just like crave that, connect that con that connection with people and that deep conversation and so mm -hmm. it's just yeah. been something that I just I you know you look for something like that in the world so that's yeah. where I found you <laughs> I don't even remember it was a long time ago I remember I followed you when you got to go to New York uh in Times Square on New Year's Eve oh I was my like, god what? <laughs> <laughs> okay so that was like the best day of my life <laughs> oh my gosh so for those of you who are listening who don't know the story um i did a there was a moet Chandon, if i'm saying that right the champagne brand had an instagram contest and said you know like why do you get to go to new york why should you get to go to new york something like that um so they were paying for an all paid expenses trip to new york city and you would give the toast at on Times Square in New York City, uh, you know, on New Year's Eve. So um, I don't know why. I just knew I was going to get it. I, it was the weirdest thing. You want to talk about law of attraction and manifestation. I so I, I was just like, there is. So actually, before I found out about the contest, I had, we had just, this sounds ridiculous, by the way. This is not my life. Um, but <laughs> we, me and my ex-husband went to um, <clears throat> Singapore and Bali for his birthday. And we'd saved up all year. It was like, it was just a thing. Like we were like trying to get a bunch of money to do this trip. <clears throat> so we went on this trip and I'm sitting at the top of the, the infinity pool at Marina Bay Sands in Singapore, which is just insane. And I was like, in this vibration of just like, I can't believe I'm here, you know, I'm so thankful and so much gratitude. And I just had this like inspired thought of like, okay, uh, I really want to go do something epic for new Year's, And I'm like, how spoiled can you be Aaliyah? Jeez. Like you're at this place for Thanksgiving and you want to do something epic for, you're kind of doing something epic now, like calm down. So I, um, I don't know. I just had it in my head. So I went, when we got back home, I started getting on Pinterest and I just started pinning, um, you know, over and over what I wanted my new year's Eve to look like. And I was like these fancy gowns and, you know, people partying or whatever, like whatever, fine. So, um, I just started looking up like contests to win, you know, to go to, to do something for new year's because we didn't have the money to do anything else after we spent all the money on the trip. And um, I just started looking for stuff. I found like four sites. I applied for something. Nothing came up, whatever. So then via my best friend, like <laughs> she posts something on Instagram. She's an Instagrammer. Um, she posts like win a trip to New York City for New Year's, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, that's it. That's the one. That's it. Okay. That was already there. That's mine. And so I, um, I asked her about it. She said, yeah, I think a bunch of people are applying for it, this or that. So I said, I don't want to know how many people are applying for it. I don't care. This is already mine. I know 
that this is what I was already looking for. It showed up via my best friend. So like, here we go. And so um, you were supposed to post a photo on Instagram. And I, so I went onto their Instagram and saw what they post and tried to create a post that looks something similar to their branding. And at the time I had, <laughs> all right. <laughs> so I, at the time I had two Instagrams, maybe I had three. I don't know. I always have like three Instagrams at some point in my life. So I posted on each one of them different photos and mm-hmm. so one of them had like a bottle with all their, you know, brandy or whatever. The other one was a picture of us and us in New York or something like that. So um, the day that they were supposed to announce it, like my, my ex-husband was walking down the stairs and I was like, they're going to text me today and say that we won that trip. And he was like, okay, I literally had already asked for someone to watch my dog. Like oh. I already had, like, I was, I just knew it. I was like, this is, this was ours. I already knew. And sure enough, six minutes later, they texted and said, Hey, uh, you got the, you won the thing. Oh my so. It was insane, but I wasn't even surprised. I was like, yup, that's mine. <laughs> so we got there and Paige, the the VP of um, uh, the, their creative manager, something like that, um, she said, she said, it was really funny because you were, we top, we picked three people and you were the top two. <laughs> we didn't know that you had the two separate accounts. And so we, it was a unanimous vote for you. So I was super stoked, um, got super dressed up, and I got to give the toasts in front of millions and millions of people. And to me, that was a call like out to future stuff because I was like, this is not the only time something like this is going to happen. I'm already manifesting and creating what I want my life oh, to look like. I love the energy you just put out. Like I just <laughs> feel it through my computer. Yes. <laughs> so what? how would you describe your book to people who haven't read it just like this is the elevator pitch I haven't written out that yet (laughs) I think it's it's exactly what we said earlier I I write it I write it write it I writ (laughs) it's early guys it is early (laughs) I wrote the book that I needed to read um I think that right now we're in a place uh where women are really starting to find their power and Mm -hmm. learning what it's like that you can have, you can be whole by yourself. I used to hear a lot of people always say stuff. I mean, we all hear it. It's in in our uh, etymology, in fact, in our culture that, you know, we're looking for our other half. And I thought about that concept and I thought like, you don't want like half of a piece of pizza or half of a shirt or half of a movie or, you know, you'd be pissed if you got half of a coffee. We get, we get pissed when we get half of a bag of potato chips. Why are we looking for half of a person? Mm-hmm. And we put it in the ad, you know, like I'm looking for my other half. And then these two halves come together trying to make a whole ball. And they, you know, it's, it's fumbly. It's weird. It's so particular. And I thought, no, I don't, I'm not half of a person. I need to find a way to make myself whole because there's these giant gaping voids that I'm looking for someone else to fill um, for instance, money, right? Women are all often looking for security and things, um, looking for a guy. This is why we like men that have good jobs and why men like beautiful women, right? So I thought, no, I'm gonna make my own damn money and get my own security. And yeah. then I get to choose for love, not for security. I get to choose for someone who compliments me the best, not what they can most give me, you know, as far as opportunity goes. So I think in that way, I like the book is a journey to wholeness, really. It's for, it is connected to women who want partnership or want families, but who are learning to find joy in that space in between in that season and not look at it as a waiting room. Yeah. 
So when is the book available to the world? The world. Okay, so hopefully this is the same date. My my plan, and we're on schedule to release it July 18th in 10 days. Oh, my goodness. Um, um, July 18th is my birthday. It'll be my 35th birthday. Oh, happy birthday. so I yeah I wanted to really sit on my birthday because I thought okay I want to start that year as a as a whole woman and um it's just it's kind of like I'm real sentimental so like dates are really important to me I'm a classic cancer really um (laughs) so for me it felt sentimental it was like okay I'm going to start this new year the 35th year of my life as an author and uh and giving that message to the world so I love it. Well, and how can people keep up with you or follow you? Um, you can find me on, um, well, my book stuff at thelovelyaliyah.com. Um, it's the same on Instagram, thelovelyaliyah. Um, if you want to find my photo work, it's at Aaliyah Lovely. <laughs> like that play on words. It's a little confusing. Um, the same with my website, aaliyahlovely.com. Super. Well, hey. thank you so much for being on. It was such a pleasure to chat thank with you. Yes. Thank you. I appreciate it. Thank you so much for listening. It would mean so much if you would subscribe and leave a rating for the podcast. You can find me at Midwest Jess Official on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, and at MidwestJessOfficial.com. Thank you for listening. I hope you have a great day.